previously on Box Cutters. I went to the UK planning on finding him and like bumping into him in some cute way and having him fall in love with me. I was like six months late. He met some bird at a party and married her. She's a lady. She's a lady. Evening, viewers, and welcome to Box Cutters, episode 356. It's time to shake it all about. My name's Brett Cropley in the studio for this episode. Marion Blythe. Hola. Nicola Holiday. Hi, everyone. And Chris Tuddy. How's it going? Very good. We've got a big episode of Box Cutters coming your way. A little bit of a change up from the last few review shows that we've done with uh, some comedy. Yay. We'll be reviewing Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We'll also be having a look at uh, some of Marion's crushes. Controversial. One way or another. (laughs) We've got some crap TV. Tuddy's in the house for a bit of an angry old man rant. We'll be telling you what to watch. And uh, Nicola will be saying what. Indeed. As always, let's kick things off with the Box Cutters News. Helia's narrative comedy, It's a Date, which we'll all remember uh, our friend Dave Lawson was in the first episode. Indeed. Yeah, but he was in everything, wasn't he? They won an award for best scripted format um, at an international competition. In Cannes? Cannes, yes. Called MIPCOM. Excellent. So that's a bit of good news for a local show. Do we know if uh, It's a Date has been sold into other territories around the world? I'm not sure if it's been sold around the world. I think they're doing a second season of it, though. These these deals may take a little bit of time to put together, like uh, we've seen with Josh Thomas's show, Please Like Me, uh, which is on at the moment over in the States. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, and uh, is in development for a second season yeah. with uh, HBO off the top of my head. Pivot. TV. With Pivot TV. Yep. So quite possibly this might be the launch pad to yeah. be for sales into other territories around the world. I think that we're funny, so that's good. Now for me, the most exciting piece of news is this dog TV. Mm. I'm excited about dog TV. Oh. I don't even own dogs. But 46 million US households have at least one. I saw this on the Age website today. Yep. It launches next month. So this is uh, something to keep the abandoned dogs at home whose masters and mistresses have gone off to work for the I day. I think this is <laughs> awful. It's fascinating. Take care of your bloody dog. We're going to have... Fat dogs sitting on the couch eating popcorn, watching dog TV. <laughs> no, but it's meant to, it's it's designed for them. So at some parts it'll be like get up and run about, and I'm, then at some I'm, parts it'll I'm be pretty, like I'm pretty sure actual <laughs> television is designed to stimulate us too, but it doesn't, does it? We just oh, sit on the true. couch eating popcorn. But it could be like a Wiggles for dogs. Hmm. Yeah, you know how mad kids are for Wiggles. I, want, I like to think of it. as I want people to to play with their dogs. I'm without speech all the time. I'm not Does sure this I'm make you angry, Tony? I'm getting a bit hot under the collar here. <laughs> Uh-oh. It started. Four ninety five. It's the price that's killer. The temperature is boiling. So that's just a, a standalone channel package that they can get in the States? Is yeah, it, is it's it just in here? the States at the moment. It's it's brand new. So is there going to be an, an extra cost here? Do- dog porn channel where dogs can watch <laughs> other dogs humping? <laughs> <laughs> or like, or like what, dogs humping beanbags and stuff? <laughs> 
Well, I, I think there's a precedent that's been set for it's that. It's America. With, Surely with, there will be. With panda porn, where they try and get the pandas in, oh, the, right, in the mood. Yeah. And they yeah. actually show them panda yeah. porn. Yes, they oh, do. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, uh, so maybe that'll be the scrambled dog TV channel yeah. uh, that we see after 9 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Tony's not coping with Late it. Late night dog TV. <laughs> and a bit of uh, local funding in the news. Yeah, I saw that Screen Australia are going to do a bit of different funding than previously. They're going to provide up to $40,000 in grants to Australian projects to try and help them get something a bit similar to Top of the Lake. Mm-hmm. If they can give them some Which more was the funding. Jane Campion series. That, Sorry, yeah. In fact, uh, the ABC was originally on board with that as, as one mm. of the production companies with that. But then kind of they got cold feet. It, it yeah, seems that the, it was problematic in the first place because it was, it was a, a production that was being shot in New Zealand and all mm. that sort of stuff. And then once they yeah. signed on an American actress as, as the lead role in there, yeah. the ABC backed out and uh, UK TV... Uh, from Foxtel here kind of took their place in that in that funding arrangement and yeah. so we haven't seen it as yet on free to air tv in australia no what i think is a big reach is that they really they're saying that they hope with this funding and and keeping it in australia they might be able to make something as good as game of thrones i don't know if that's too hard well i think you need to have far I think you need to have the good kind of source material to to be able to do that. And, yeah, kind of a parallel for that is the Tim Winton uh, series that we saw on Foxtel last year. Oh, that's true. Which is a cloud strike, and that was uh, very well received critically. So, yeah, and the the other thing is it's a bit controversial for them. Historically, they've funded projects that are just locally relevant, Mm -hmm. not with not so much care for quality. So I'm excited to see what, you know, comes out of this and get people to think in a, you know, TV Australian TV thinking big picture. So is this a shift for Screen Australia moving away from from the big screen to uh, kind of serialized dramas? Yeah, yeah, it is it is actually. I, yeah, it's different. They normally just fund fi- uh, films. And that's the Boxcutters news. This is Alma from Sesame Street and you're listening to Boxcutters baby. <laughs> This job is eating me alive. I can't breathe anymore. I spent all these years trying to be the good guy, the man in the white hat. I'm not becoming like them. I am them. I had an informant on the inside. He's been here for years, watching, learning, waiting. His code name? Fuzzy Cuddlebear. You did it, Fuzzy. You busted him. It's time to come home. I'm not sure if I can. I've been undercover so long. I've forgotten who I am. I've seen terrible things. I haven't known the touch of a woman in many moons. Sorry. Detective Santiago! Don't walk away from me! Jake Peralta is a detective at the Brooklyn 99th Precincts. He's seen more than his fair share of crime and murder, and he's one of the precinct's most successful detectives. With his partner and main rival, Amy Santiago, Peralta was doing his best to keep the streets clean in this dirty city. Everything was going fine until the day Captain Ray Holtz, a brooding, inscrutable commanding officer, stepped into the precinct's building. A show that has all the hallmarks of a 
police procedural is the Fox Network's new police comedy starring Andy Samberg, Stephanie Beatriz, Terry Crews, Joe Latrulio, Chelsea Peretti and Andre Brower in his first out-and-out comedy, though he's the one character that stays in the hard police mould. It's a single-camera comedy from writer-producers Dan Gore and Michael Schur, whose work you may know from Parks and Recreation, though it seems a little more straight-out laugh-driven than the more story-based comedy of Parks and Rec. With an initial order of 13 shows from Fox, more episodes have gone into production. So uh, it's got the viewer figures to keep it going. Mm. What did you think, Marion? I loved it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I um, And it's weird because I don't like American comedy usually. And, and, and you seemed a little bit reticent when I, said, when I suggested that, that we review a police comedy. Yeah, because I, I just thought, uh, like, the, I actually thought they can't make it good. Because it's just a genre that's been overdone and done badly and whatever. But um, the characters are so, so good. Um, they're all really excellent. My favourite is um, Stephanie Beatriz, uh, Detective Rosa Diaz. Um, she's the hard-ass bitchy one. I really mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. And actually, um, we had a comment on Facebook from Anita who was saying that her standout, the standout character for her was Gina, who is the um, the admin <laughs> woman, and she's really Who's brilliant. by Chelsea Peretti. Yeah, and she does yeah. it so well. It's like deadpan, really excellent. Um, to be fair, I don't really like the main guy. Andy, Andy Samberg. Samberg. No, don't like him. I think that the support cast is actually the main the strongest part of this. Were you a fan of his with the the SNL stuff and the, the no. Lonely Island no. dick in a box just got no. laid? No. Uh, did you see Cuckoo? No. Do I need to? Um, <laughs> thankfully. Someone's with me what's, on this. What's wrong with him? Is he too Jewy for you? Uh, no. He's, uh, there's just something like he's annoying. I mean, I know he's supposed to be so annoying. So he's, he's cocky and, and kind of smarmy. But he still has he, he, he has troubles that I he don't has like, to deal with. I don't like Peter Pan syndrome. Oh, you know, okay. like I don't find it endearing. I just find it annoying. Adult ADHD, I don't care. Uh, in character narrative, I should point out, I understand that adult ADHD <laughs> is a thing. But I'm saying I don't like it amped up on in comedies and stuff. like, mm. And uh, the way that characters are written. It's like an easy catch-all kind of, oh yeah, he's got uh, Peter Pan syndrome. So we'll just write all these gags that are based on that. But I had so many laugh out loud moments. Mm, same. And that's really rare for me. I don't usually express my emotions <laughs> outwardly. Uh, I don't usually... So it's hard to get you to, to actually... To laugh, yeah. yeah. And I was actually sitting at home alone at two o'clock in the morning, pissing myself laughing at Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And mm. it was usually the other characters and not him that have that I love the uh, the new chief is he the chief captain the new captain captain Andre mm. Brower uh, do you know Andre Brower's work from other yeah stuff? yeah yeah Homicide Life on the Streets yeah one of the, one of the greatest police procedural you know what I really ever. well and here's the thing is that I love Reno nine one one that's brilliant and so I was kind of watching this thinking they can't do Reno nine one one like they can't do it but they. They pull it off, um, and it is funny. It's not. It's not Reno nine one one. It's not anywhere near as good as Reno nine one one. But it's really. Good. What's a different premise? Like Reno nine one one's a piss take of cops. Yeah. And it's set in in a completely ridiculous. Yeah. Nevada uh, police station. Mm. I I think that this is this has more kind of grit about it, and kind of the 
you can almost smell the New York City streets from it. So it's it's yeah. more kind of your Hill Street Blues or your NYPD Blue or Starsky and Hutch. In fact, yes. I, I, I and I think that I think almost it's been an intentional kind of tribute to Starsky and Hutch with those opening titles mm. with the freeze frames on on each of the characters in I, there and stuff. Well, I really like the female characters are all really strong. It's not focused on their sexuality or whatever or the fact that they're women and that's not played up or anything Mm -hmm. um the fact i mean they are beautiful but it's not focused on and they have they deliver really funny lines and if anything the male characters are the weaker in the show they're the stupid ones and the ones that can't do their job properly and so i really like that as well i like i agree with what marion saying that that the all of the cast are quite strong it's not all about Andy Samberg. I yep. think everyone is really funny, and I, I found it surprisingly hilarious. I was watching it on my own as well, just just laughing. The guy who um, did Joe Le- Joe Latrillo, yeah, Detective Charles Boyle, he's hysterical, just sort of fumbling around getting things wrong. And there's, there's one bit I liked where he's wearing a jumper, and they say, oh, "Get out of the way, lady killer." And then he, reala- he realizes he's wearing the same outfit as the guy in the shot that's. The actual lady on the wanted killer. poster. On the wanted poster. <laughs> yeah. And his remark to himself is, this is Jeffrey Dahmer's corduroys all over again. <laughs> I just thought that was just hilarious. It is really funny, yeah. And the sergeant who's who's desk bound after mm. after uh, getting a little bit head shy because uh, he's got his twins, Katney and Lacey, mm. again, tribute oh, to, so to uh, yeah. 80s cop cop shows is this hulking kind of man and and at one point he's trying to put together this dollhouse <laughs> and and like he's just got up a full sweat and he's got this this pink plastic thing in front of him that that was really sweet but yeah andy sandberg he is funny his character is funny but i like the i like the ensemble bits better <laughs> well yeah it's, scenes it is scenes it with is other characters better it is quite an ensemble piece mm. uh, we're not we're not necessarily only uh, following Jake through yeah. through his daily grind I've seen snippets from the fifth episode and Dean winters actually turns up who you might know from Oz or from 30 rock as oh, Liz right. lemon's ex-boyfriend who always called her dummy yeah. and I think that's just a single episode guest role for him there but now that it's actually got an audience and has been signed up for for more than the initial order of episodes it'll be interesting to see who they bring in mm. I, I think i think the andre brower casting was really interesting do you think um yeah i mean the, there were there were a couple of flashbacks to the old captain yeah who was that who guy he looked really familiar that was the old captain who was uh, played by mark hegarty who is kind of just that guy mm. um he's been in everything and yeah obviously brooklyn 99 as well i thought that andre brower was really was cast really well so you thought it was an obvious yeah. uh, some obvious casting well the last thing we saw him in was last resort and he worked up his character for kind of steely indecipherable hard man yeah i think commander. it's really excellent having that um hard man just stoic character amongst all the over-the-top uh, characters. Oh, it's quite interesting that he's, his character is gay in the show and, the, mm. and that seems to be a plot point that, that really hasn't been made that much of four episodes into the show but uh, I guess could lead to hijinks as we move forward. Mm. Uh, he, for me, I got the most laughs. I get the most laughs from Andre Brow. So that's Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is on the Fox Network over in the States. Uh, no word that we can find as yet when it'll be screening here in Lucky Australia. Lucky we've got those mates with that express post situation. Indeed. Oh. All my crushes are Marianne, 
Tell us about your crushes. <laughs> okay, so my crushes. Now, I think it's fair to say we've had a little bit of feedback mm. um, during the week mm-hmm. on the Twitters, mm-hmm. Richard. At, to, uh, at Boxcutters Cast. At Boxcutters Cast. Um, listener Richard on Twitter said that uh, he was, if he was dubious about the uh, rebooted Boxcutters before, the Crush of the Week segment has totally crawled it. Aww. So I guess he thought it's a little bit crass, which, to be fair, I was reluctant to turn it into a segment. But um, <laughs> people were like, oh, that should be a segment. Your lecherousness. Is that what you're doing there, Marion? Are, well, are you really being lecherous? No, I just, um, I'm enthusiastic. I'm an enthusiastic I think she's appreciating person. the people. I'm enthusiastic oh, about everything. Great. And because we, we've got lots of good feedback about the All My Crushes segment. Pe- so people are uh, holding me up in the street to, just to tell me how much they're enjoying. Yeah. And, um, and so how, how much on the edge of their seat they are to hear who Marion's crush is going to be this right. week. So the tweet did point out, though, um, you know, what if... What if it was a bunch of guys leching over a woman? And um, Mm. you say that, but that's the world as we know it all the time, everywhere. Like, it's it's the norm. I drove past three billboards on the way here that had women in, uh, you know, being sexualised for products that weren't at all to do with actual sex. And almost every ad on TV is sexualising women to sell this or that. So I guess I thought it was fun to maybe turn the tables on that. But I didn't I didn't intend for my crush to always be a super sexy guy or even mm-hmm. a male, to be fair, because I was going to, this week before I saw the tweet, I was going to have the sister in Sleepy Hollow because I've continued watching Sleepy Hollow because uh-huh. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, the sister, because you know how I was saying that the, when the sister mm-hmm. when, it, when the sister gets... Crazy sister. Yeah, and I was like, it, looked like, it looks like in next week's episode the sister's going to be there and she's going to be awesome. Well, she was and she oh, is. Okay. And she's, yeah, she's going to be kick-ass. So she was going going to be my crush of the week but i've decided that to even things out because i want to keep my crushes because yes. <laughs> mm. i'm crushy yeah. i'm crushing on everybody uh i'm gonna have two crushes of the week Ooh. every week one boy <gasps> one girl <gasps> and uh what I an ch- innovation i changed my crush none of you get a say by the way it's still mine no. it's still my segment and they're my crushes i don't care who you like yeah um, so my crushes this week, I'm really excited because I realised that Downton Abbey is back ah. um, in the UK. See, like a bit of stiff upper lip British Season four. Action. You know I love the Brits. Um, so my first crush, and this is a massive crush that I've had throughout the whole series, um, Michelle Dockery, who plays Lady Mary Crawley. She is amazing. Her character's amazing. The actress is brilliant. I saw her on that... um, It was this, like, fantasy film called Hogfather, which was really a bit of a snore fest, but she was captivating in it. She's she's been on lots of things like D.L. and Pasco and Heartbeat and Waking the Dead and... Downton Abbey and Anna Karenina and lots of stuff. She's done theatre acting and she's won a crap load of awards and stuff as well. So anyway, she's beautiful and talented and excellent. So Mm. I love her. So crush of the week one, Michelle Dockery. Crush of the week two Mm. is Mr. Arthur Darvel, which people might know as Rory from Doctor Who, Amy Pond's husband partner Rory but he's I've been crushing on him this week because I watched 
all of Broadchurch all at once. No, not all at once, in about three settings. And he plays the local priest. So it's probably a little bit wrong town that I was crushing. He's Catholic priest. Mm -hmm. Catholic priest. Um, But he's just... I loved him as Rory, uh, as the doctor's um, sidekick, kind of companion sidekick. And, um, yeah, he's just a really... He's a really uh, fun actor and a fun guy like all the behind the scenes who stuff was really funny so all my crushes this week are michelle dockery and arthur darville and thank you for your feedback we really enjoy feedback and i hope that i have addressed the issue cat that's the worst coma acting i've ever seen is it my imagination or is tv getting worse uh, this show ain't no good that was so terrible i think you gave me cancer oh, look out smithers <laughs> i love this show now, I've been watching a little bit of live Channel 7 over the last couple of days, and I've noticed something, Channel 7. I'm not impressed. They're advertising their, their fast-track shows. Let's kick off with Marvel's new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as the words on the screen and the title of the show are actually Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It kind of works, but they've also been taking it another step further. They've got James Spader's new The Blacklist, while the words on the screen say James Spader and uh, The Blacklist in big title underneath. James Spader has nothing to do with making the show. The creator of the show is John Bockenkamp, and uh, the writers are him, Brandon Margolis and Brandon Sonia, and it's directed by Jace Alexander, Joe Carnahan, and Michael W. Watkins. So it's not James Spader's The Blacklist, Channel 7, and it's not Marvel's new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's the new Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Channel 7. It's, uh, sort your shit out. That's crap TV. You got a poster. I have a letter. Did you read it? You're a godsend. Save you. No, I'm, I'm just postman. The postman. The postman. The postman. We got a contact through the website we from Philippe Perez. We hey, guys, just thought I'd let you know that I went and saw the premiere of Brooklyn Nine-Nine here in New York City. Heard that you were going to do it in the next podcast. It wasn't too bad. It was just that the crowd at the venue really laughed out loud once through the whole thing. And the rest of the humor was like very quiet chuckles. Anyway, enjoy the podcast. That Marion lady is really good and stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Philippe. Apparently, Philippe is from uh, (laughs) From, Jersey. From Queens, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, I'm so, so sorry to any Americans (laughs) listening, especially to our beloved Philippe. Um, I do know Philippe, actually. Does Philippe actually have that accent? No, no. Philippe's from Melbourne. No, well, he's not from Melbourne. He's from Sydney, but he lives in Melbourne usually, but he's living in New York. And he actually sent me a picture of him on, like, in a, in a Brooklyn Nine-Nine promo thing. Oh, really? Oh, which is really cool. So, like, with the – it's very cool with the cast. So, thanks, Philippe. And um, obviously your opinion about me is a little biased. <laughs> a little biased. <laughs> we probably shouldn't have read that bit out. But, um, yeah, again, sorry. Sorry, America. How far are we from the total goodbye of analog TV? We can all mourn the day. I, I don't know if it's just me or the where I live. Where it's I've got the digital antenna. I've got the digital TV. Everything should be honky dory. But 
the slightest zephyr of wind. You know, you know yeah. pixelation or anti... What's the reverse of pixelation? Like Just distortion. High definition. <laughs> the opposite of high definition. But I'm just, I'm, it upsets me that... I mean, Luddites, I looked up Luddites the other day in a book, by, mind you. I didn't Google it. <laughs> From the library. Yes, I went to the library across the road and borrowed an encyclopedia with pages. And uh, Luddites, Luddites technology... We don't mix, but the Luddite in a true term is just that they fear not technology itself. Uh, it's just more of being superseded. But I'm, just, I'm sick of having technology shoved down my throat, and if, especially when it doesn't work. And the digital TV age, from my experience, doesn't work. I'm questioning your experience, though. Am, am I the only one? If a, a helicopter no, flies no, over? No, I get it. I get it. Uh, there's two. You've got to, I like, am in you've a got kind to stand of new in the kitchen in one building. spot and put one arm over your head and, you know, the other arm down here. And if the cat hey, walks past, it's out. It's over. My, my Channel 10 goes out if it's raining. Uh, no, I have none uh, of these problems. I have these. You plug your telly into the wall, yeah? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> no, you've just got a line directly to the aerial. It's <laughs> stuck on the roof and it's falling off. And, mm. and so when a pigeon comes and lands on it, I just lose everything. But I just, I'm scared of... So it, it doesn't degrade well at all. If, no. If, it's not, if you don't have good reception, then you can't, it's unwatchable. It's gone, it's not yeah. Like it's there snow. or it's not there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, people, I can't believe that you're the... the I'd love to watch TV at your place. It yeah, it's a really great setup. Seven speakers around sound. But you've got three or four more times the channels that you can watch. In, yeah. in or with can't watch. another thing, like <laughs> ratings. Let's talk about Breaking. ratings now. How does that work? Like People used to have Mega Show Rating was a show that was, you know, it'd have two million viewers because there was only five channels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now there's 25 channels. So what's a top rating show now? 20,000 people? Something. It's probably Pedeg on uh, seven, <laughs> 7 for you. No, what's that horrible shopping channel? Shopping <laughs> yeah, shopping channel. You know the Pedeg that you flake, flake skin yes. off? Your, yeah, it's disgusting. That can't that's not high rating, surely. <laughs> uh, I mean, the jewellery channel? There's a jewellery channel. For me? Is that for me? Mm. What happened Ooh, to yeah. the fish channel? No, that was channel RMIT. 31, that was, yeah. Channel 31 was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, Angry Man, mm. so this week you're angry about progress. Is yes. that <laughs> yeah. the future? The future. <laughs> but, you know. but you actually invested in, in a digital antenna. I was, I was forced to. I had the digital TV and it didn't work oh. with the analog antenna. Maybe you're in a black spot. Well, are you a homeowner? Uh, not here, no. Elsewhere, in the bush, oh. I own home. Where there's no reception, yeah. no TV, nothing. But no, actually, I get better reception out in the bush than I do in my domicile. Are you at the bottom of a hill? You haven't got Northcote Hill in the way, are you? No, no, I'm not in it. I've got. I can see the tower, the, the repeater. Do tower. you know what it is? It's probably the kinetic energy from his built-up anger <laughs> that's just fizzing and is electric and is like it's, it's not actually. Yeah. It's interfering with the so it's reception. So just my synapses. Mm. Mm. So I need to just breathe, mm. relax. Just chill out, dude. Chill out. Stop watching digital TV that doesn't work. Bleep, blink, blurp doesn't work for me. <laughs> if you watch one thing. 
while you've while you've got that energy built up, uh, Teddy, what would you watch if you were to watch one thing this week? How could you not go past Giant Jellyfish Woo-hoo. on SBS on Wednesday nights? There's a show about that. Oh, there's a it's a repeat, but it's a fascinating documentary on how giant like are we talking? Two meters. They're massive. They are frighteningly large mm. jellyfish. So they're the ones with the stingers. They yeah, they look like jellyfish. They have stingers. Like mammals. More like those are ones they poisonous? you see. Are they? Are they? Yeah. Are they going to find us out in our spoiler, beds and just watch it? <laughs> you watch the show, but like there, yeah, the Sea of Japan. It's a Singapore documentary, bit of subtitle action and stuff. But um, yeah, they just invade the and like destroy the local fishing industry and like they just it's it's worth a watch because they eat eat the fishing boats or they. <laughs> You're just going to have to watch it, Brett. You're just going to have to watch it, uh, Nicola. Oh, I'm going to watch Rethink Your Brain. With Todd Sampson on ABC. Ah, that started last week, didn't it? Yeah, the first episode's on what, iView. What was it like? Yeah, it's sort of um, been done before and is a bit obvious. But um, having said that, a lot of people watched it and we all came to work the next day and everybody was trying to juggle, uh, um, which is apparently a good way of getting your brain to think more quickly. Okay. So it's one of the very sort of basic tasks you can do. Now, now one of the ads that I've seen is, is Todd Sampson being chained up and jumping into a, into a pool and, and saying the only thing that can get me keep me alive is my brain. Oh. Is, it, is it an excuse to get Todd, Todd Sampson topless on yeah, telly? Yeah, it probably like, like is. He's and is a little bit of eye candy for the ladies. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's very, it's very much... All about yeah. him. It's yeah. I, mean, I don't know why they. Him. I don't know why they chose him. I like the idea, and I think more people should be aware of it. But I don't. I don't like. Do him people in this like, find him attractive? That like, it's just his t-shirts that are cool, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. But I he's really got, like. He's got at the his accent t-shirts. and the stubble no, all the time. Weird. What accent does he have? It's it's Americanish. He's Canadian. All oh, right. It, I've never Canadian. noticed. That's yeah. weird. Is it he? is weird. I, th- I find it weird, his accent. Although Todd Sampson is annoying, I think it's a good concept and I think it's good to get people thinking in different ways and trying things. It, you know, it's a bit more interactive, so that's a bit fun. Have you started juggling yet? Um, I tried. I'm not so good at it. Very good. But I'll keep practising. Practice, practice. Marion. Season four of Downton Abbey. Oh, so ex- I was so excited because I didn't realise... That it was back, nice. and then I like just lost my shit when I saw it. it. Was I don't know why, but I was googling something else, and I stumbled across season four of Downton Abbey with three episodes in, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, lots of because there was lots of there was uh, you know something awful happened at the end of season three, which I won't say because it's a spoiler for people who haven't got to the end of season three. Massive yeah, spoiler. Yeah. I, I haven't got past the second episode as I mean, yet. Yeah, you need to. You need to get past it. Um, so, uh, but but Lady Mary, who my husband, yes. yeah, um, is, uh, she's, her character obviously is going through a lot of stuff and and uh, oh. her character development is really great. So it's excellent, yeah. Oh. And is that on Channel 7? No, no, no. Is it not being fast-tracked? No. I, I was sure it would have been No, no. That's why I didn't know that it existed because Channel 7 are all hush-hush about it because they don't... They show Downton Abbey like seven months after it's finished overseas. Do people watch it here? N- not, on, not on live TV, no. <laughs> not on free-to-air. <laughs> so why did Channel 7 bother putting I it think, on? Oh, I think my parents do. They've got a couple of seasons, haven't they? Like when it was Sunday night. It, it was yeah, a I think it goes all right. Bit of a ratings juggernaut. Well, if seven. people are watching that, they're watching it again. 
Because everybody I know already knows what's happening. And if I was to watch just one thing this week, it would be on ABC2. It's actually on the telly. 9.30 on Saturday night. It's Funny As with Rob Brydon. This week. Uh, Funny As is basically uh, that you've got a different comic each episode. Um, It's stand-up. Basically, sounds good. I love Rob Brydon. I, I do love Rob Brydon. Uh, since since uh, having watched the trip, which mm. we reviewed oh, last year and the year before, uh, <laughs> uh, which which do that again. Oh, Tuddy's good at it. <laughs> I've practiced that with my juggling. Um, so so I I very much enjoyed him in that there was a little very short show where he was he was a cab driver. And and as yeah. the host of Would I Like to? Oh, so, that so, guy. So even with all that all I that garish you. pastel colour beaming oh. out of the screen, shocking set. And I, I've got a theory about why they do that. But in spite of all that, it's it's still a great show. A lot of that because of Rob Brydon. <laughs> Nicola, tell us where we've strayed this week. Uh, not so badly again. And you guys have been doing your research. Ah. I, yeah, I had had a few facts, but you'd already got them anyway. So a few things to Sorry add. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. I'm, a bit, I'm busy as well, so that's good. Uh, anyway, so a few things. Uh, Tuddy was talking about Luddites. Yes. And Ned Ludd was the man that they took their name from, so we could call Tuddy a Tuddy Ludd. Tuddy Ludd. Oh, or, yeah, Tuddy Ludd or a Tuddite. I was thinking. <gasps> Tuddite, love it. Tuddite. Until he's prepared, we might have to bring him kicking and screaming. Do they hang from the ceiling or come up from the roof? <laughs> mm, very good. Tuddites. Tuddites come, come down. up. No, 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 because a, a stalactite holds on tight and a stalagmite oh, might, grow might up. touch the might ceiling. Tights come down. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so oh, what, what is that? I see what you're doing <laughs> I see what's happened. Oh, tuts. Mm. Oh, I, I was taught that in grade three. I still remember it. He's a tuddite. He might <laughs> blow his... Stack through the ceiling. I might. Um, what else? I like that uh, Marion's got two crushes. That's good fun. I was enjoying that. That's Arth- a fact. Arthur Darvill's hot. That's Check. a fact. Check. Check. Um, also, not so much a fact, but Rob Brydon, just I love him so much. And I also love, particularly when he plays Uncle Bryn in Gavin and Stacey. Yes. Mm. He's not, he's not in it heaps, but when he is, he's just so sort of subtly hilarious. Other than that... Amy Pond is played by Karen Gillan. Oh, God. Karen Gilly, Gillian. 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 And Doctor Of course. I, I thought you were the Hoovian. I know. I, I thought you were going to be on the big podcast. It just completely blanked me. I'm going on. I'm going to be on Splendid Chaps. Who. Yeah, I am. How are you going to survive? And, you can't even and the Karen episode Gillian's. is about companions. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's all right. I'll, I'll have them written. I'll have it written down. Up? I want to dress up. Because, see, here's the thing, right? I... Don't like people looking at me. That's why I'm really good on radio. No, I'm awful on radio, but still, I, it's why I do really? radio because I don't like people looking at me. But it's going to be on a panel stop. in front of a real. Or stop looking at me <laughs> in front of a real audience. So, is there some costume that I can wear that's yeah. just like a full a length a Dalek? I went to the comedy festival and they mm. had a, a full size Dalek. Right. Okay. Suit. So I'll be in some costume that's like a Dalek completely be covers me. I will. I'll be in a TARDIS. Yes, exactly. I'll just have a TARDIS, a TARDIS around me. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Mm, not so much fun for me. <laughs> Anything else? No, that's really all. You did. That's it. You did well. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. 
pork is on the table. Mm, pork. Yes. So last week we were talking so, about the Doctor Who episodes that have been found. Yes, uh, that was in the news. Uh, there was word that a hundred episodes have been found. And in I was Ethiopia. saying that it was a lot less than a hundred, like around two. And then they were being, <laughs> and then they were being a bit iffy about the number. Uh, it was nine, nine okay. missing episodes of 1960s Doctor what? Who have been found. What? Mm-hmm. That's not enough. It's more than I thought. And they were found in Nigeria. Oh. Of course. Yeah. Wait, what? So yeah. uh, the black and white story. So the uh, most of the classic story, The Web of Fear, which is one that um, was sought after. Mm. So that's a black and white story with Patrick Troughton as the second, bat- uh, the second Doctor who battles a robot yeti in the London underground. What Ooh. sounds more fun than that? I'm into that. A Roman yeti, did you say? <laughs> robot yeti. A robot, oh, a robot yeti. yeti. A Roman. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know those Roman yetis. Also <laughs> uh, recovered a complete version of Troughton's six-part story, The Enemy of the World. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, the largest haul of missing episodes recovered in the last three decades. And I'm just getting this um, from the BBC. Is it coming out on VHS? It's already on <laughs> iTunes. You can watch on it iTunes. It on VHS. Can it's they have an original? It's only on iTunes at the moment. VHS, I think, is like a special release for later. <laughs> That's the Christmas, the Christmas yeah. special release, VHS. And then they're going to do a Betamax. Um. <laughs> I'm on the mailing list. So episode three of The Web of Fear is still missing, um, but it has been reconstructed from stills to um, get the feel. Get the feel. To fill that hole. It's about the vibe. It's about the vibe. Um, so have you had a look at it being such a Whovian? Uh, I've, uh, no. No. <laughs> I know that's really bad, isn't it? But I've um I've been really busy and I haven't had a chance and oh. I've kind of been holding out as well because I want to I need to get a cord this is this is technical tuddy, so don't get all upset on me, right? But I need a cord to make my computer talk to my big screen T V so that I can watch iTunes stuff on the tally you need and some not HDMI on my thirteen inch. I was gonna say HDMI cable. Oh, I've got those have though, but it doesn't because I've got a MacBook Air, it doesn't I don't have an HDMI slot. So you lost, I you lost me at cable. Mm. Are we going to get the pork? Can we cu- can we cover something? I was out last night with someone and um they were talking about box cutters and they asked why is it called box cutters? Tell me about it. I mean I explained that box okay. obviously the T V the T V is the box. You're cutting it. When we started this show back in 1995, no, back in 2005, mm. it was a term that, that had a lot more cachet, given that, that it wasn't too long after the, the 9-11-2001 hijacking the plane kind mm. of stuff. Um, but but its its actual meaning is cutting commentary about the box, what's on the right. box, what's on that's TV. What I, that's how I explained it. And I was like, also... An implement. <laughs> gardening tool. Yeah. Not um, gardening, probably. So so uh, the more that we move away from 2001, the, the less that actually makes right. sense. So hedge clippers? Well, I think it still makes... Hedge still, clippers? Well, I just always thought it was cutting the cord on television and cutting the... Yeah, cutting the commentary and... Cutting, cutting through all the, all the hype and, yeah. and hyperbole. Nice. And, uh, and getting to the, the true yeah. value of... Mm. of our TV content. Nice one. So that was it. Mm. It's pretty much what um. I said. <laughs> in that vo- in Brett Crubley's voice, though? Or? Hi, I'm Brett Crubley. <laughs> so just a bit of housekeeping. Next week we will be reviewing James Spader's The Blacklist. 
Wait a minute. James Spader's new The Blacklist. Can someone be really excited on behalf of Rachel? <laughs> she, uh, she was she really has been it. so hanging yeah. out. With this oh, show. good. Well, hopefully she'll be back and then. Mm. Uh, yeah, she's just been. Uh, she's she's in demand. She's uh, doing, doing comedy. She's doing comedy. She's being funny. Oh, we so we saved the blacklist for her. James Spader's. Sorry, James Spader's the blacklist. We mm. saved so, it. James Spader's new The Blacklist. Oh. Mm. Oh, on I mean, seven. It, it just rolls off the tongue, Channel Seven. You won't believe what happens <laughs> next. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what happens next is that's all we have for Box Cutters episode 356. I'd like to thank everybody that's uh, contributed, including these people in the studio. Marion Blythe. Nicola Holiday, And Chris Taddy. <laughs> Tadite. Tadite. And I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Peace out. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world, whose studios we use to record this show pretty much each and every week. The show is produced by Brett Cropley with Marion Bly, Rachel Howe, Chris Rankin, Chris Tuddy and the very handsome Dave Lawson. Brett Cropley records, edits and produces the audio. Peter Wilson keeps everything nicely greased up on the internet end. If you enjoyed this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Tell three friends, write emails, post on Facebook and tweet about us. It means so much to us and spreads the word. Send us your thoughts, feelings and deepest secrets through the Contact Us form on the blog at boxcutters.net. Thanks as always to Josh Canal. It's all kind of different without you. Marion, I just found this ad for, for Dog TV. No way! Meet Bitsy. She's a crossbreed bitch who's a little bit spaniel and a whole lot of terrier. She loves wearing studded collars, eating her own vomit, and killing pigeons for fun. If you call now, you can talk to Bitsy and hear all about her latest flea bar. Call Bitsy now. Bitsy! Bitsy, where are you, girl? Bitsy! Come here, good dog. Good dog. Talk, Bitsy. Talk. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters.